This was written before Corona happened, so bear with me. This is part of our Lenten sermon series, uh, and it has been a while since then, but it is still current today. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. During our Lenten series, we have found ourselves looking at what he saw, he referring to Jesus. And in the first week, we saw that Jesus saw the city of Zion and how the people of Jerusalem will make a way. In the second week, Jesus saw the temple and what we as a church should be doing. But in this week, we see that Jesus saw his loved ones. Who, so who are our loved ones? In my own life, I have seen and been loved. We think, when we think about our loved ones, we think about our biological mothers, fathers, and family members. But I've come to know, know my loved ones in an entirely different way. It all started from when I was born. My birth parents were too young to be financially stable and to take care of me, so they made an, an adoption plan for me. At six weeks old, my birth mom chose my parents to raise me, and my parents chose me because they wanted a child uh, and they wanted to start a family. From that day, they adopted me and loved me unconditionally and forever. It didn't matter that I was not biologically their child, they still poured out their love to me. Through that love, they taught me plenty of things. They taught me to love others, and most importantly, my family and God. But there is another love I have. If you know anything about me, I'm a huge swimmer. I was first introduced to swimming when I was four years old, and my dad was a swimmer, so he wanted me to learn how to swim for survival. And so over the course of my life, I lived in the swimming pool. Most people, when they start off swimming, they learn how to swim freestyle. When I started, I learned to swim backstroke because it was easier. I learned the motion tickle T soldier. Now try it with me. Tickle, tea, soldier. Tickle, tea, soldier. Fantastic. You can now all become competitive backstroke swimmers. But swimming didn't come without its challenges. I started swimming competitively when I was eight, and I swam through middle school. But it was at this time that I started to notice changes. I noticed that all of my friends were growing up faster than I was, and they were starting to swim faster. And I would be referred to as a late bloomer. I wasn't going as fast as many of my friends, uh, and as they grew, they sometimes got faster while I was left behind. And this was a real frustration to me. But I had my loved ones who kept encouraging me. My swimming experience wouldn't have been as rich if my dad didn't push me so hard to continue swimming. My dad is very proud that I stuck with swimming, and he see, I see the joy in him when I swim. His love for me is so, is so incredible, and he pushes me to do my very best. My mom also pushes me. She pushes me to do my best, whether in school or in life-related things. She's taken care of me out of love and has helped me become the person I am today. My brother and I are very close. We've gotten along pretty well, and we'd do anything for each other. Although my brother and I are not blood-related, we still look out for each other and take care of each other if one of us is feeling down. But one of the things that helped me get through swim was my friends. It was the bonds and connections I had with them. These are friends that I love. These are some of my loved ones. In today's text, we see Jesus encountering his loved ones. It is at this point in the story where Jesus has been sentenced by Pilate to be crucified. The soldiers took charge of Jesus, making him a crown of thorns and making him carry up his own cross. As Jesus makes his way up this hill, we see his mother, his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. As Jesus was about to be hung up on the cross, Jesus sees the disciples whom he loved and his mother standing nearby. Jesus looks at them and sees his family and sees his loved ones, their emotional anguish mirroring his physical anguish. And it is at this point where his compassion moves him outside of his pain to do something for them. 
Jesus, who has been whipped, tortured, and is on the verge of dying, seems like to be the one in need of deeper care. But he doesn't ask to be helped. Rather, he continues to care for others. Looking at this, his disciple and his mother, Jesus tells Mary, Woman, here's your son. And to the disciple, he says, Here's your mother. And our passage concludes by informing us that the disciple took her into his own home for her, uh, to t- take care. But we are left with so many questions. How did his loved ones feel? Obviously, the, the disciple listened to Jesus and took his advice to heart by taking care of his mother. But how did his mother feel? I'm not old enough to help ch- children yet, but I can't imagine watching my own child die before me, let alone witnessing it with my own eyes. And Jesus sees all of this. He sees all of his loved ones and witnesses their reaction, their pain, and their grief. Jesus sees us and how we treat our loved ones. What did Jesus see in us as humans who were built in God's image to love one another? What do we get from loving someone? I think we love other people to get a feeling of pure satisfaction. Uh, For example, some of you love ice cream, right? Well, what does ice cream bring you? Satisfaction. Loving someone or something gives you satisfaction. Now, I know ice cream is not the same thing as another human, but loving someone is a similar experience. You get satisfaction from making someone happy the same way you get satisfaction from eating ice cream. To feel loved is a different feeling than loving someone. What does it feel like to be loved? Well, to me, it feels like you're appreciated for for being who you are, and it doesn't matter what you do, you are loved for being your whole you. And even if you make, make a mistake, you will still be forgiven and loved. And when it comes to God, sometimes you have to sit back and realize he loves you infinitely. I think the deeper question for us is, who are our loved ones? Are they those in our inner circle? Or are they only family members? I think our loved ones are people who look out for us and care for us, just like the disciple did for Mary. I think our loved ones refer to those in our community, whether we're blood-related or not. I think the Apostle Paul had it right when he talks about us being part of God's family. It didn't matter if you were a Jew or a Gentile, you didn't have to be Jewish by blood or to be a part of God's family. As he writes in Ephesians, so now you Gentiles are no longer strangers and foreigners. You're citizens along with all of God's holy people. You are members of God's family. And this is God's plan. Both Gentiles and Jews who believe in the good news share equally in the riches inherited by God's children. Both are part of the same body. Both enjoy the promise of blessings uh, because they belong to Jesus Christ. You see, we have all been grafted into faith. You and I are all adopted as God's children. We are all part of one family. And Jesus shows us that just because you aren't blood related doesn't mean you shouldn't love someone. Loving someone and them loving you should come hand in hand. We are all brothers and sisters in Christ. We should all love each other as if we were one family. Jesus saw that his beloved disciple could take Mary in and take care of her and love her. So we should be able to take each other in if need be and act like them. As for me and my family, yes, we are not related by blood, but God wanted our family to be a forever family. And just as he brought Mary and the disciple whom he loved together, he placed me and my family together. And I am showered with love, even by my birth family. I state meet in Holland and my whole family was up there. My biological uncle, mom, grandma, and four kids came all the way up from Chicago a day early to watch my brother Daniel swim and a day later to watch me swim. I think real love is doing an act for someone that means a lot to them, no matter the circumstance, and loving them for who they truly are. 
Is there someone in your life that you could bring into your family, even if they aren't related by blood? Think about how you can help another person by just being there for them. Spend time with someone. Make someone stay. As a congregation, we are not related by blood, but we are called to love one another, for we are all God's children. So when we were talking about what Jesus saw, Jesus saw his loved ones. Jesus saw love. Jesus sees us. Amen.